Welcome to the podcast of The Urban Mystic. This episode is a bonus episode that we're just squeezing in amongst the, uh, the guests on our Open and Relational Theology series. It arises from a Facebook post that Tim wrote last week sometime, and uh, you'll see the link to that Facebook post in the show notes, and I suggest that you go and read it before you continue. You'll see Tim's own writing, and then he's linked a blog post from The Onion, um, which is a satirical website as well, which is also worth reading in connection with what we're going to talk about. And if you don't want to read that before uh, you begin the conversation, well, that's fine. You'll just have to try and catch up and see what on earth we're talking about here. So anyway, so Tim's post um, was was this kind of vulnerable stretch out into some space that he hasn't been in for a while and is sort of reflexing muscles and regrowing sort of nerve endings, if I can put it that way, back into this space. And I'd wanted to talk to him about it for a couple of days since I'd read it and I didn't just want to post something to social media in reply. And so when we jumped on a call together to talk about uh, what was coming up next and where we were going to record, this is the conversation that has naturally flowed out of that. And so, yeah, go and have a look at the uh, the Facebook post of Tim's, go and read the blog that's attached to that, um, and then come and enjoy this conversation with us. It uh, it goes in a number of different directions, and so it's, uh, it's a lovely ramble between the two of us, and uh, we really hope that you enjoy it. We'd love to hear from you in response. Um, come and connect with us online in a Zoom, uh, pop us a comment in Facebook when we publish these, or just uh, drop us an email or get hold of us via the website. We'd love to hear from you. Anyway, onto the conversation between the two of us. Hope you enjoy. So, <laughs> so it's very interesting because I, I actually took, I, I went for a walk about two weeks ago. I got a cup of coffee. I went for a walk. There's a bit of a coastal walk between Musenberg and St. James. So you walk like right on the waterline. And I went and sat on, a, on, 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 um, on some rocks there. And I was really reflecting on a, on a, on a few things, I guess. On, on, on one hand, some of the open and relational theology stuff, some of the kingdom theology stuff, you know. Um, mm. And between the two, it's, it's a sense of, you know, God works through us. We're the image of God. So we're in partnership with God. So to some degree, the, the involvement of us on the human level is a part of how God works. Like, you know, so, so yes, God does draw near in person sometimes out of the blue, but it's often as part of a calling. And then God works mm. in partnership with people. And that's a, that's a key thing. And so in, in some ways, I, I, I was reflecting on some of that. And, and I, I know a couple of people that, that are just really stuck and they're broken. And it's not for lack mm. of faith. It's not for lack of wanting to be healed. It's mm. um, it's not for lack of of seeking medical attention or the love and support of you know spouses, friends, family, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. But they're just in the shittiest of places, and they've got the shittiest of existences, right? Yeah. And and I I just empathize with that. Just the sense of frustration that people can try all they can, and it, it doesn't work. You know they they can't get past it and and so in some ways i've i felt challenged for 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 a long time in terms of the healing stuff with god to to kind of like step up and to earn my, my my critique but also my my backstory experience of where i have seen god do stuff like that and I've, mm. i you know i've been privileged to be there as god has healed people but that doesn't mean I have any sense of I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then on, mm. on the other hand, there are these people that are really in a desperate situation and they've run out of options. And so 
from that point of view, not to get into those crazy charismatics or even just the medical aids where they say, throw money at us and we're going to do stuff that's going to make you feel better, but we're not fundamentally going to change your situation, your condition, right? And in this situation, just the sense of going, you know, like we do everything transaction free anyway. So people always get their money's worth, right? <laughs> mm, mm, but mm. but on the flip side, there's the idea of just going, you know, God can move, God can change people's situations. And and that can happen very quickly, sometimes in an instant, sometimes in a in a clear process that has just turned around that unfolds over time. Um, but I don't think that as Christians and and representatives of God, we can worm our way out of the option that the game that we are supposed to be playing is the game of announcing the kingdom of God as God drawing near in presence to speak and act. And as part of that announcement, the mandate is to heal. It's not an optional extra. It's it's not a it's not a it's not an optional part for one or two gifted people out of mm. billions of people. Um, this is a core part of what we're supposed to be discipled into. And so, yeah, so I was, you know, just, I think it was two weeks ago, I was, I was meditating about that, sitting on the rocks and just thinking about it and thinking about a few people that I know like this. And just in myself realized that I want to commit to um, a more or less monthly pilgrimage of sorts, which could look like anything different, but it's, it's a definite ritual of taking the time out to mm. wait on God. Um, for God to move and change the situation, and so, and so as part of that, I I just figured I'd I'd, I'd, I'd with myself committing my journey to the reality of processing that, and and the reality of just being completely powerless and clueless, um you know and and I say this from the point of view of someone that is, you know like in terms of renewal, you know I was one of the people that did ministry training for people to hear from God and you know, mm. to see deliverance and healing and all those kind of things. So it's not from the position of a, of a, of a pre-naivety, you know, or, a, or, or, or not from the position of not having any experience on these lines. It's from the experience of having experience, pushing myself to the edge of tripping and failing. And then after that going, I want to pick up and, I, um, and I'm uncertain about how to pick up because of all the feelings and everything that's wrapped up in it. And so as part of that, just um, I just remembered that 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 onion article <laughs> on Jesus, you know, exploiting you know his uh, family connections. That it's pure nepotism that he got the role as Lord and Savior because his father mm-hmm. is God, right? And and that it's easy for him to say, "Ask and will be given to you," because you know he's his boy, his daddy's boy, right? So he and the Spirit favor him. So of course, anything that he asks for, he's going to get. And um, and I thought I'd take the onion spoof on that just a just a sense just a, just just that step further, because there's this phenomenal story where Jesus' disciples, who are arguably known for the real miraculous stuff as well, also land in a place where someone brings their child to him, and they don't see the child healed. So then the guy goes, "Well, let me go into Jesus," and Jesus' response isn't isn't this meek and mild loving savior it's it's the attempt mm. of, of 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 i'm pissed as fuck right at you guys like how much longer must i must i put up with you like why can't you guys do this stuff already and then he handles the situation and oh. and i realized for myself that that there's something very vital in in spirituality where we trade out um a very clear mandate by him um, that we can explain within kingdom theology as the presence of the already and the not yet, 
but in reality how it works out is the maybe but probably not and if so someone else <laughs> And so, and so people lead with that. They go, well, perhaps God does want to heal you. Let's pray about that. But, you know, it doesn't happen everywhere and we can't expect this. We can't make it happen. Mm, and, mm, mm. But that's, that's, that's actually not the words of Jesus. His words are, you announce the kingdom and you heal the sick. <laughs> you know, it's, mm. they, they pair together. And, and there's a world of difference. Obviously, there's a, there's a massive historical backstory between you know, what's reported in that text that is later collated and edited and put together and what we receive today. Um, but irrespective of all of that, I could, like for me, I realize I can, I can get lost in all the nuances and all the reflections and all the stresses and the strains and the personal journey. But that's all worming away from the fact of, of, of really owning before someone who's suffering at that point and going, there's no easy answers here. I can't spiritualize it like your condition is a good thing. Mm. I can't spiritualize it like perhaps in the greater cosmic scheme of things, this is for the good and you shouldn't be healed or any of that kind of, you know, excuse the French, bullshit, right? Mm. I, I have to own the fact that, that this is something that I'm, I'm supposed to be doing and I'm not. <laughs> and that's a part of the spirituality and a part of the journey. And so, so the reflection, the writing was really just, just to own that and and recognize that, like I do want to call out charlatans, I do want to call out the fact that as part of my deconstruction of Christianity, that the vibrancy of the reality of the presence of God and the centrality of that we've displaced. Um, but at the same time, to recapture that and re-own that is to go into this territory. And that's mm. a tremendous vulnerability. That's a tremendous journey to put out there and to journal on and to commit to um so 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 yeah I, you know there's no you know that that's my rough starting point in this is to go mm. you know just to to have written that to to acknowledge it and just go i'm gonna put myself in that oh shit scene <laughs> you know that mm. that that i want to meet with god on this and if part of that conversation is is the is god's tremendous ire and disappointment around this then i want to face god in that and pick it up with going well teach me <laughs> Uh, um yeah so <laughs> so i thought you might have some thoughts too <laughs> uh, <laughs> and i'd love to know what you what what you thought what you made of the post and you know how you feel about it and what comes to mind for you cool oh there were so many thoughts <laughs> <laughs> i thought you might have one or two <laughs> yeah so it was it was it was it's like this this complex mix of like vulnerable challenging risky um mm. like just kind of really blow my socks off impressive the impressive stuff really the word i'm reaching for there uh, just it really reached me um mm. stupid almost at some level which i'll qualify at some point no, I, um, I would agree, but <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you might, but I still feel like I should qualify. <laughs> you know, there was just so much going on there that, that struck me. Mm. So part of it is, so this is my first thought as I, as I read that and I'm listening to you talk about it now, is I think there's a certain amount of nervous energy 
in us as individuals and sometimes collectively as a species and not necessarily like all of humanity but when we clump together in groups you know we form twos and threes and tens and we we interact around certain things I think there's a certain amount of nervous energy around this whole uh, god expectation healing like all those sorts of things and I think part of what I hear you describing and what I felt like you were describing in the post and part of what I see and part of what I think we're trying to be busy with, with some of our work around sort of direct relational spirituality stuff, you know, the connection with God and self and others, is to deal with, with the dissipation of that nervous energy rather than the focusing of that nervous energy. And that's kind of one of the things I really felt you were putting your finger on is it's easy to go, okay, I'm sick or I know someone who's sick. So let's stick with the health thing for now. Somebody's mm-hmm. in this situation and they've gone to God and said, like, this sucks. I don't want this. You know, what do you have to say about that? And if a reply is not immediate mm-hmm. or if the nature of the reply is not necessarily what you're looking for, again, either because it's not immediate or you're not entirely sure what God's saying or what you feel or whatever it might be, that nervous energy persists around, well, what am I supposed to do with this situation? Mm-hmm. And I think the temptation for that to dissipate and, and essentially for us to redirect that into, like you said, okay, well, I'll, I'll just, instead of saying, no, like, God, this is your thing. You need to answer me on this. Mm-hmm. I'll just go and find one of your representatives and give them some money and get them to say a prayer over me. Well, I'll go and find somebody and they'll do some sort of biblical mumbo jumbo uh, witchcraft thing as far as I'm concerned and uh, like rub oil on me and say some fancy words <laughs> or I'll, I'll just throw myself into going to church every Sunday or I'll you know I'll give money towards some cause and pitch up in the hopes that all of these things are going to actually answer this nervous tension which is I'm sick I don't want this and I want you to answer for it or answer me or do something or whatever it is and I think we dissipate that all over the show. And I think that's part of the reason, I think, in terms of, of, of oh, this is coming across so judgmental. Maybe, maybe it is, I'm not sure. Mm. But, but starting these communities that are about God instead of trying to connect with God, mm. having mm. conversations about God, reading books about God, mm. uh, meeting about God, mm. um, talking about sickness, explaining sickness away. Oh, like you said, it's a great meme that, in fact, I, I somebody happened to send it to me while we were recording with TC, and I, you know he was our last guest from this mm. this past series. Um, and it's a meme of um, there's some guy in a, in a hospital bed with some well-meaning pastor standing over him, going, "Well, you know, it's it's just God's will, and you have to deal with that." Mm. <laughs> and the next block in the meme is God with a to-do list. And it says, number one, create the earth. Number two, give Steve cancer. And God's like, which one do I want to get to first? <laughs> and, and again, like, if, if you are putting words into God's mouth, if you are, if you are ascribing realities to God that, that, you know, you're not allowing God to answer for God's self or however you put that, you're essentially just going, I can't take the strain of this nervous energy that exists for me in this situation. Mm. And so I have to deal with it some way. And so I think on the, on the healthiest level, it's a coping strategy to go, I can't sustain the tension. Mm. So either I'm going to break 
or I'm going to explore, uh, you know, God just wants me to have cancer or, um, you know, also one of God's representatives can't maintain that tension and they'll just go, well, I need to give you an answer. So thumbs like this, or I can't stay present to this relationship. So I'll just read a book or I'll, you know, whatever it might be. Mm. I, I've seen it. I think sometimes in, if, if I put it in like the immediacy of the relational presence of God, I see it often. So in myself as well, I would say, but also in others, in prayer life, in, in out loud prayer life of when there's too much silence, somebody breaks it with like this long <laughs> essay, recalling all the names of the biblical names of God they can mm. think of and like shouting scriptures at the ceiling and all this. Mm. I've seen this time and time and time again. The, the extended version usually that includes all the actual references. <laughs> yes, yes. And as you said, God in Isaiah 52, and everyone's like, oh, well done. Like, congratulations. You have a long penis. We're very proud of you. <laughs> or whatever it might be. Um, but that, that's something that's kind of crystallizing as I listen to you now, and it was kind of just evading me for a bit as I, as I read the post. But I really feel as though there's something there. Now, juxtaposed next to that is my sense, and, and that's one of the complex feelings that comes out of this, is like, a yeah, that's an incredibly brave stance to take, mm. is to go, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to stare that tension down. I'm not going to allow it to dissipate into explaining the situation way myself or paying somebody else to or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, and so one of those emotions that comes out for me is that sense of like, wow, that's, that's brave. I, I think that's very, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass, but <laughs> I think that's really, really brave to be able to do that. And I have mm. great admiration for people who are willing to stick, stick that, awkwardness and there's also sort of other things that go with it the awkwardness the not in the stomach the mm. existential dread <laughs> the mm. looking like an idiot looking like a fool all sorts of things are i mean i first saw it when I, somebody was teaching me about facilitation mm. and they were talking about like really great facilitators will stick with the silence in a group they won't fill the gaps for people mm. they'll wait until the group is ready to speak and somebody will eventually come forward. They'll ask a question and they'll wait. And bad facilitators answer question and go, nobody's getting this. I'll quickly give them the answer because this is too awkward to take. <laughs> yeah. But it, it takes real bravery to step into that space and go, I look like a stupid, stupid ass mm. because I'm asking a question. Everyone's blinking at me. Mm. But I'm going to hold on and trust that somebody will eventually go, yeah, well, how about this? Or what if we did that or whatever? Mm. And so in this space, I, I think it's similar. And so in some ways, it's also stupid because it's signing yourself up for like a, a world full of tension and anxiety and potential pain and disappointment and God knows what. But and, and, a, and a world full of, of, I think, some of the worst theological explorations in the world that's going to come through, <laughs> you know, that... that yeah. <laughs> There, there's someone on the internet that has thought about this and they're going to give me the answer. <laughs> yes, 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 um, exactly. You know, already I've been saying stuff that just riles me up. Like, <laughs> get up my nose. <laughs> I like... saw one reply and I thought, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and and I, I want to be gentle with those because those are voices that people have. They're voices mm -hmm. that 
they've distilled that from the process, from them being in systems mm. that have effectively taught them that about God and life. Mm. And and I, I realize that on one hand, what I'd like to do is 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 keep the person that I'm focusing on for this journey um, anonymous, mm. so that mm. and, and to protect her from that and to mm. feel that. But at the same time, with everything that comes in, to use that as part of my fuel, <laughs> in the mm -hmm. sense of of it, it, it adds layering. It, it it deepens the sense of how dysfunctional I think we've become, how dysfunctional Christians and Christianity is in the broader sense of the picture around this, how pathological mm -hmm. we've become in our understanding of who and what God is how disconnected we are from any sense that God is a loving God and does a loving God behave in this way to human beings. Um, it, it, so so even, even one of the posts that was posted on, on, on the wall today, for instance, as opposed to ones that I've been DM'd, um, basically goes, yeah, this is good for you. <laughs> yeah. You don't really need this. <laughs> you know, and I just go, sure, like, I, like I'd love to explore the idea of God that you've got a lot more behind this, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, and that's where I think the sense of of the renewal stuff and the presence of God stuff meets the open and relational stuff for me, mm -hmm. um, because it's that exploration of the of God as a relational being who actually loves, not a dysfunctional mm -hmm. love, it's a genuine love, right? Um, but but yeah, I think I think as you say, it it, it there is a tension, and I realize that I'm. Um, I've, I've spent so long in the last two years or so fruitfully going into the tension within myself and within my life and within my relationship with others. Mm. And and God as an other person in my life, is there's tension to go into here because I've got unresolved stuff <laughs> in relation to this with God. And, um, and, and to some extent, I don't know if it can ever be resolved, right? And it certainly can't be resolved in the absence of a face-to-face -face talk um, or, a, mm. or, a, or a genuine relational process together with God through this. And I don't mean here with the, with the idea of God, and I must read the text, and in reading the text, I must be changed. <laughs> the idea of God is fundamentally to change me and my relation to the world. There isn't mm. a person to speak to me. There is a person to speak to me in my experience. And it's it's fundamentally seeking an engagement there, and then from there to go. Well, from what I hear from you, you want to move in people's lives like this, and you want to change them in the healing sense, mm. you know. So have at it, <laughs> go for it, bro. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> you know, to be flippant on on, on one level, but on mm. another level, going, you know, like like that is a sense of going. Yeah, I want to. I want to enter into that. I want to. I want to learn about this. I want to. I want to grow through this. You know. Um, yeah. It's it's a tough one. Um, I think in some senses, when when you're talking about holding that space as a facilitator, I remember um, doing some coaching and counselling, and a similar mm -hmm. kind of tension there with the coaching in terms of how to hold the space, and and when to challenge the disconnection in someone's thinking compared to their feeling and what. What you see reflect in the feeling and when mm. it's appropriate to name what they're feeling and mm. and how different that the, the challenge as opposed to the 
the recognition is, right? Mm. And I feel like there's something in this as well, but it involves a couple of disconnected parties for me. And, and for me, it involves the disconnection of, of time and transcendence as well, right? And, and geography mm. to someone that I care about in another part of the world, um, you know, living your days out in a dark room because you can't even be out in the sun. You know, it's just like, wow, what a shithole to be living in, in that sense. What a horrible state. Um, are you are you scared at all are you scared about where this might lead in terms of your own propensity to 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 kind of hit to to reach the end of yourself or to hit a wall or whatever the language might be mm. and have to face your own kind of temptation to just go oh well it's probably this or it's probably that i.e to fill in both sides of the conversation yourself? Is, is that something that comes up for you when you consider this? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the things that I observe in a movement like the Vineyard Post Renewal is that within the movement and within the reclamation and rediscovery of kingdom theology within the Second Temple stuff, you know, going back to Derek Morphew and mm. that episode there and, and his works and elsewhere is the language of the already and the not yet that God heals, but not always, right? Mm. But the way we use that and the way I see it's used so often is as the maybe, but probably not. And so in terms of nervous energy, it's like learning to serve, but every wave you catch, you're stuck in the go, no go phase, mm. right? So, so you're never going to catch something <clears throat> because you almost have to, you have to be at the point where from the position of relaxing into it, choosing the moment to paddle and then recognizing when you're in the flow and getting up and going mm. so so i'm 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 aware from having been in the position of wanting to see people healed of seeing people healed where i was excited yeah look the waves coming i'm going to get on it right and I had the I had that experience of power flowing through me you know mm. and and praying for someone and going and, and then being bewildered and stuck in that and not even recognizing the person had actually been healed right sure. um so so i've had those experiences before and, and 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 others but but then i've also pushed that to the points of you know and 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 it's surfing it's the same kind of thing i've tried bigger and bigger waves i, I bailed off one off the front so hard the other day um <laughs> realized i was going to get run over by my own board threw my arm up it like absolutely killed my arm i had to I had to make my way to shore with one arm completely dead <laughs> and then see if it recovered <laughs> you oh, know and how, how badly it was going to be nailed and, and it was fine and, and I've had the equivalent of that in, in terms of the in terms of the healing stuff in terms of hearing from God and completely just botching stuff in the past you know and it's hard to get back on the horse from the position of of, of, of failure um but in between my, my sense of God moving and doing stuff and what I feel like I've heard from God is, is to step forward in this. And that's really hard because when I listen to other people talking about things, it's, it's the equivalent of the, you know, as I said in the post, it's the equivalent of the crooks and creeks. You know, it's the AT&T agent with a crook in the, crook in the neck. Like, of course, they're in a call center. What else are they going to have? You know, and I don't want to be too flippant and take away from the reality of that and what it means to people and, and the fact that that kind of stuff can be genuine as well. That's, that's not what I mean. So mm -hmm. don't, don't, like, I don't mean it in that total disingenuous sense, but I do mean it in the, in the difference between, um, you know, uh, like I, 
I'm rambling here. Sorry, so stop me at any no, point. No, no. Okay. Like, like, so one of my friends recently sent me a um, a reading that they got. They they went to a Reiki person, and being locked down, all they did could do was send a photo, <laughs> and they get mm. this reasonably accurate reading back, right, from someone who doesn't mm. know them, in terms of like the emotional reality and some of what's going on in their life, and it, it totally impacts them. They're completely triggered by it. Mm. But if you go to a Christian for prayer. You know, you, you, you're not going to get that really, right? <laughs> and so, and so, I, I live in in a world where 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 people as atheists and as 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 non-religious people and secularists speak to me about their spiritual experiences with people like that, whether it's a, a psychic or a medium or whatever. And now, now, what do they do? Because they didn't believe the stuff was real, but they're starting to discover that it is. How do they make sense of it? You know mm. that and that's a genuine conversation and the the classic christian oh well that stuff isn't real and jesus is real doesn't hold water when when the ones that are stepping forward and producing are not this jesus character <laughs> yeah exactly you jesus know, can't tell you anything about your life apparently yeah apparently not you to know. his people yeah <laughs> let alone the holy spirit who's who's clearly just uh, filled with with mumbling i think it might be the sheet that's getting in the way <laughs> <laughs> but you know facetiousness aside that, that that is that's very much the difference in you know and i see it concretely and it's a regular thing that i face and then and then I've been holding off going, this is an area I'm supposed to be stepping forward in. But I left on a three-month sabbatical, geez, what, 16 years ago now. And now I'm only tentatively getting back into this kind of thing, right? And so in 2006, when I left, it was to give this stuff up completely. And and this is this is amongst the things that I'm very reticent to pick up on. And, you know, and and hearing these other these other things and going, well, in this context, this is really difficult because I've seen, you know, I, I've seen some Christian do-gooders post with all the faith in the world about this person's healing the past. And I remember being so annoyed at those people and actually posting a response and their yeah. response basically be going, yeah, Tim, you and your cynicism, blah, 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 right? So I'm, I, I am strictly cynical when it comes to this kind of stuff <laughs> as well. But but in between, there's this there's this genuine sense and there's this genuine experience of having experienced God do stuff. What's different here is is that without the theatre and without the bravado, where's the reality? Without and and without the performative kind of part in terms of you know like some kind of group getting together and someone's waving the Bible, someone's quoting it from memory, someone's got the oil out. <laughs> you take that out of the picture. There's very little of substance that's left, and if 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 you just want to focus on the substance as that, you know, that point in the wave that you get up on, it's hard to have an eye for it when you don't see many opportunities for it. But I think it's very hard in this kind of situation because because I don't want to stick with the easy cases. <laughs> you know, mm. the the real stuff for me is in these hard cases, and so to pick up a hard case like this and go this this is something that means something to me and because mm. it means something to me i'm emotionally invested in a person mm. and there's a lot of empathy and a sympathy and a lot mm. of a lot of confusion and frustration around how they ended up there a lot of unknowns and at the same time just this sense of wanting to bridge the unknown it's engaging the transcendent right so mm. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know how much of that is clear. I'm just, I, this is not a coherent thought. You know, I'm, I'm responding from 
from feeling and I'm processing, you know, mm. even with the post. Um, mm. Mm. I hear yeah. that. I've got two questions for you that follow from that. The connection, the personal connection must surely ratchet the pressure up in terms of expectation. Yeah, no, not in terms of it. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe not not expectation. But what mm. I'm more aiming at is is around this kind of nervous energy thing of well, let me put it bluntly, you meet somebody on the side of the road and you pray for them and you're fully convinced that God would heal them, et cetera, et cetera, and nothing happens. Yeah. You can kind of mumble some feeble apology and walk away. You don't have to face if them. If you're not going to see yeah. them again. Yeah. But the pressure to know somebody, and it's it's there's all sorts of layers to this. So it's you see them again and what are they thinking? But there's also facing yourself, I guess, just mm. purely one-on-one -on -one alone time in the mirror and going, what happened, why, why not, that sort of stuff. Um, that must surely increase the pressure, I imagine, in terms of, 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 a, of a drive towards essentially fabricating a future in which success is the only option. And I'm not saying that that's what you would do, but I'm I'm just kind of taking aim at that nervous tension thing around. You know, it's 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 it must be difficult enough to not look to redirect that nervous energy somewhere else into excuses or reasons or systems or practices or whatever else it might be. You know, when we don't know the person, surely this this ratchets that up exponentially. I would imagine. Um. Yes, yes, <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> I, I think, I, I, I think the anonymity makes it easy to take the risk. And it's easier to cast risk as being brave and stepping out with what God is leading you to. And, and I think a lot of the ministry stuff, especially like, let's take the stuff out in the streets or, you know, meet someone randomly in, in mm. church, you know, um, in terms of both, there's a, there's a performative, um, you know, there's an activity that lends structure to us and people do it in groups. And, you know, that's, mm. that, that's, that, that's a key thing in what, what's putting, what, what is put out there in terms of the usual quote unquote ministry training kind of stuff, right? Mm. Um, but you rarely see the big wins in those things. Again, it's, it's, it's often small wins mm. and those are great. And I don't want to take away from that. I, I, um I think for me what's what's different here is is the sense that I'm to to fruitfully go into the tension is to not be allowed the out because if, if I've got the out, it's 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 easy to take it. <laughs> it's easy to let myself off the hook, you know. Whereas with this, it makes it personal. It's personal in the sense of going, there's someone that I know and to step forward with this is to is to step forward and face a person and and then in between i'm stepping forward to to face an elusive person who is sometimes present sometimes not sometimes actively speaking about this sometimes not you know all of that kind of stuff so so in some senses what i'm what i'm doing is is i'm removing the options to escape <laughs> and that does ratchet up the tension tremendously mm -hmm. like both internally relationally because this is someone i've got to face from time to time as well 
you know, not in the literal sense because they're geographically removed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, but definitely in the true. relational sense, and certainly in the relational sense with people that know me and know her, right? Mm, so mm. so it's it's removing any opportunity for theater. And they know me well enough, and and the people that know her and me well enough, they know that they can read if there's any wiggle room. And they know me as the person who doesn't escape with easy answers <laughs> as well. Mm. So I don't get, I won't get a chance to do any of that either. <laughs> they won't let me. <laughs> so, so it's doubly hard. <laughs> and it does, I think it does exactly that. It ratchets up the mm. tension. It, 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 it really brings into focus something that I, I really wanted to set down and walk away from. And, and now to pick up and go, you know, not only am I taking this seriously as, as a deconstructive statement or idea, it's it's it transitions to the space of going. If God doesn't draw near and speak and act, mm. that says something. Yeah. And if God does, that says something. Mm. And from this position, it's it's one of those relational risk things where you enter into attention. You don't know how the participants are going to respond. Mm. So I don't know because this isn't a situation that I, I have an easy answer to go oh god spoke ahead or oops i missed it you know between yeah. those between those like there's no wiggle room this is a question of going i haven't heard ahead i think that this is something i've got a responsibility to pick up so i'm taking that responsibility and and that's doubly hard because there isn't the sense of the magical presence is there and oh i'm just stepping into that and look it happened <laughs> you know and th this is this is someone who's 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 literally like you know they're stuck they they can't they can't get through this they can't get fixed medically <laughs> you know the only option is this kind of thing so yeah it's it's, it's sure. a difficult space to step forward in and little space to hide from yourself i guess as well because mm. that's one of the things that i kind of wonder around in in terms of this terms of this kind of this energy that's generated in these spaces. I, I remember reading years ago uh, Rob Bell's first book on the start of his deconstruction mm. and he talks about I, you know, I speak under correction but I think it's a an Easter morning service mm. that he's sitting kind of I don't think he'd argue with me saying backstage at his church. <laughs> 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 it, it really does push the theatrical buttons, but I think that's also where he, <laughs> kind of where he'd got to, I think, a little, if yes. I read him correctly. But anyway, that's immaterial. So he's, he's sitting in the back, and he's kind of preparing to go out for this big highlight Sunday of a year. Mm. And he says, basically, he had this moment where he just realized all the things, and now I'm paraphrasing, this is my language, but all the things he'd been hiding from, Mm. all his questions all his doubts the things that he had just been kind of stuffing away and just going no it can't be true it can't be true not this not that i, I can't disbelieve i you know i have to just mm. keep moving forward mm. as and ignore myself ignore my own voice my own questions my own flags my own warnings mm. he basically just said he just reached a point of like i just can't go there anymore mm. i have to pay attention to this i can't hide from myself like mm. those conversations in the mirror you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you can lie to other people and not meet their gaze. Do you also just not look at yourself, you know, pupil to pupil <laughs> in the mm. mirror? And, and I've always felt that this is a part of it is to be honest with God. Is that the right way around? I want to say to be honest with God is also to be honest with yourself. 
mm. or being honest with yourself can lead towards honesty with God. And, and, and what I mean by that is potentially then more authentic connections. Mm. Um, and so in this, yeah, that's, I think one of the things that I see in terms of, of the risk factor is there's a, there's a large amount of risk carried in terms of having to be, having to be present and honest with yourself around what's going on with this kind of thing. Yeah. And I suppose I can't also escape then from the, the implicit critique in there, which is that people who settle for easy answers are hiding from themselves. Mm. And I don't think that that's fair as mm. a broad statement, but I, I do sometimes feel as though, well, I, I mean, I've, I've spoken with, and you read the stats of like Christian leaders, let's say, pastors, whatever, ministers who are essentially atheist, but continue, <laughs> continue the practice of what they're doing. And, and, I, and, I, and I say this sensitively because mm. usually it's an economic reality. And we've touched on this a little bit, I think, from time to time. There's yeah. this idea, this is a job that pays a salary. And if you don't keep producing the goods, like you're probably going to get fired. And that's not comfortable. <laughs> and yeah. so there's this economic pressure to keep producing the goods and keep saying you believe things that you don't necessarily believe. But that must be excruciating. Mm. Then those one-on-one -on -one moments in the mirror of just going, I don't believe this anymore. You know, I can yeah. remember somebody describing that to me and going, in a couple of days, I'm going to get up in front of a congregation of people. I'm going to tell them stuff that I think is trash, is crap, is rubbish. It's lies. I don't believe it anymore. Mm. But I guess my critique is is then, or my criticism, I suppose, that's in that is that I guess there are people that opt into some of those easy things is probably the way I'm seeing it. Easy answers. Oh, God made you sick. Oh, this and this and this and this. Because it's actually easy also just hide from yourself around the question of would God really do that? Mm. And I think that's often one of the things that seems to kick people off into some sort of deconstruction is... I just can't hide from myself any longer. Would God really? And then you get some, you know, some of the big hitters, like would God send people to hell? Does God people cause people to be sick? Does, you know, does God hate these people, but not those people, that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, that was just a sense as I was listening to you talk about the, about the risk involved there with kind of meeting your own, your own gaze and doing stuff like that. Yeah, um, And I feel it sometimes, like I think to myself in 10 to 20 years time and the trajectory that you and I are on, mm. what if, <laughs> I almost don't want to say it out loud, like what if, what if God doesn't speak conclusively? What if God doesn't show up? What if, what if this line that I'm pursuing of this primacy of the relationship, the relational presence of God, what, like, what if that doesn't work <laughs> out the way I'm hoping? Like, yeah. How the hell am I going to face that? That's that's ridiculously scary. Mm. Mm. If I just kind of think of myself for a second there, so. Well, I I I think that's the that's the reality of the trajectory that that we're on with this is that we're taking the wiggle room out with that, and mm. are then highlighting. Um, you know, certainly like this presentation thing that I'm, that I'm working on, that's mm. where, where I've taken the data from that research project a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, I'm ordering it into the paradigms and the constellation and how we prioritize certain things within it, which then completely changes what it is from, you know, uh, 
from one situation mm. to another when we do church and and the smallest sliver of thing is anything to do with the reality of God drawing near in person to speak and act mm. and 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 most of the people that I've shared that with the objection to me is going but we don't need that that's not what it's built on it's mm. only you that seems to need that Tim <laughs> you know and all, all we need it and it's mystery also seems to me to be a common one Yes, putting it in the absolutely, box. God is like completely real and mm. all around us and always present and blah 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 blah. Mm. You know, so God speaks to you. Oh no, 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 no! It's mm. far too, far too mysterious and weird for you know to be that. Um, yeah, it it it's God is 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 so big and so pervasively present that God is absent to you as a person you know <laughs> yeah. and, and that you don't need that that you should be pushing for the reality of this kind of ever-present loving god that you don't actually have to experience it's, yeah <laughs> it's, it's like swimming in a swimming pool that you can't feel the temperature of the water yeah and you just have to acknowledge that the pool is there it's all around you and it's a wonderful swimming experience mm. even though you might not feel cool on a hot day <laughs> like, yeah huh? anyway yeah. sorry so, so, so no, I, I think, I think what I'm, it's, it's really just acknowledging the very thing that you're speaking about here, because in, in the, in the literal tangible events of, of, of healing, this is, this is one scenario. The other scenario that we're pushing this in, because it's in the continuum of things, it's the continuum of the relational spectrum of the, the drawing near and being with the drawing near and speaking to the drawing near and acting. It, it's underneath all those boxes for me and and then understandably there's the withdrawal as well but I th but I think the reality is that we, we don't start with a clear recognition of the absence you know we we look at someone that is seen as being a believer they're not hearing from God God hasn't healed them and we go of course God is loving you you're missing it <laughs> mm -hmm. you just have to understand that God's voice is so big that you you don't hear it directly for you or God's mm -hmm. healing is so big that you know after you've died and turned to dust god's gonna raise you from the dead you know so mm. and god did in the past look we've got the story in a book <laughs> so 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 you've just got to believe which is it. your story yeah <laughs> yeah and if it's not happening for you well something's got to be wrong with you right so so what mm. we're doing really is is in a very literal tangible way we, we're taking we're taking that escapism off the table and going and and recognizing that that somehow we, the faith in the broader sense is very dysfunctional around us you know um mm. because we don't include this we don't this is not part of the reality you know we, we've built this faith on the absence of god and the presence of a book <laughs> mm. you know and so the transition to the presence of god means embracing the voice and the activity and the presence right and the coming and going thereof and that's and that's hard because that's that's not something that's in our province to control and within these dynamics we're also taking off the table the opportunity for the charlatan you know i i remember watching someone recently <laughs> talk about things that rile me right <laughs> it's a youtube clip of this person with uh, a bunch of people in wheelchairs <laughs> and and the whole statement is you will receive your healing if you receive your healing and no one receives their healing <laughs> you know um when i look at that and go that's that's nonsense that's crazy like i just i, I just wanted 
just want to punch them. <laughs> like really, mm, like mm, it just, mm. it riles me up that much, right? Um, whereas whereas I, I, I've seen it, I've had someone, I've seen someone in a group where God descends on them and and they're healed. <laughs> you know, no one prays for them. No one knew that they were really sick. Um, mm. They were someone that just had a need for God. They showed up at a group, you know. Wow. They thought the facilitator was weird. They were, were like ready to check out at any point, but then they decided to go, well, you know, let's see what God wants to do. And they got healed, you know. So wow. I've seen that kind of stuff. I've been present to it and I want to see more of it. But to bring it home, you know, so so that it's not the act, it's not the outsider out there. This is someone I know. It's a different kind of dynamic because here's where we struggle to see this kind of stuff. This mm. is this is like the ultimate hard case, you know. Um yeah. I almost wanted to hang on to this question for later, but I'm just going to ask it because it's kind of burning. Mm. Now, this might be stepping outside of the paradigm that you're talking from here. Mm. And so I acknowledge that up front, if it is, I'd still be interested in your answer, though. Mm. What would you say to somebody if they tell you genuinely after I don't know I'm not going to talk time frame they talk after after pushing into this kind of direction after after trying this mm. um, if they turn around and say no they feel God has spoken to them and they're not going to be healed mm. for example if we talk healing what where would that sit with you? Like, is that uh, clear where I'm kind of what I'm getting at? Yeah, I, I think that's 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 a challenging one because, in some senses, I, I think sometimes you get to hear whether there's a resignation in that and it's an escapism, or sometimes you can hear the voice of God echo in that as though. Um, maybe mm. God has said that. I, I don't know. You know, I don't, I, I can't say that that's not the case. Maybe that will be the case. So, so I think, I think ahead, I can't deal with, uh, I can't easily answer that because the default mm. stance is to know that God's intention is for people to be healed. God wants to heal people. Mm. So I, I struggle with the sense of then God saying to someone, well, I'm not going to heal you. Like it's mm. a clear declarative kind of thing. I, I'd struggle with that. Mm. And, and I think I'd put it on the I'd put it on the cards as as though God said, "Oh well, why don't you sacrifice your child to me?" I would just go, "Hang on, that's pretty damn dysfunctional." <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's just not you. Like like if I think that you're saying that, perhaps I don't know you. So so if someone genuinely felt that, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily challenge them in the moments, but I would certainly, in my own time, go out find a, a place where no one's around and 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 try to have a argument a literal argument with god around it just going that's not fair that's not acceptable that's not what i've heard you say you know that when you've said to me tim you're supposed to do this kind of thing which means heal people um i i can i can own the fact that i don't know what i'm doing um but but then I've got to go, but then God, you're, you're basically telling me to do something and then undercutting me. 
<laughs> you know, if I'm involved in that situation, and I'd go, that's 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 an unreasonable, that's an unfair and unreasonable situation for me to be in. Mm. So if you're not going to heal someone, just tell me ahead, please, so that I don't waste my time doing what you told me to do. <laughs> you know, it's like you've given me a job to do on one level, and then you're undercutting me. That just doesn't make sense. So I I like. My, off the top, the response is, is really to go, Steve, I think, I think I'd be wrestling with it at that level, going, mm -hmm. there's a disconnect there. I don't know what's going on. And I'd actually want to hear that from God myself. Um, and, and that cuts against the, the ideas that we have of God is so sovereign, God's not answerable to us, blah, 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 blah. You yeah. know, um, whereas now I've got a, a, um, an on and off and a spotty relationship with someone that we do occasionally talk. And I want to get better at that. And that also includes in this area. So, yeah. Mm. So, so I think I think that's part of it for me. And so, so to not preempt that and, and arrive there um, in this particular situation, I've actually set, set a timeline for myself. <laughs> I'm going, okay. I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm actually committing within myself to a year to, to once a month go on a, a pilgrimage, which can sometimes look like going to have two beers and write a Facebook post. <laughs> mm. And that's part of my pilgrimage. Or it can look like taking a getting a cup of coffee and 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 going for you know a walk down the road and sitting on the rocks of the water mm. and, and just waiting on God going, God speak, God do something about this. You know, um and, and the beauty of this is that that because we connect this so disconnected geographically it's the kind of setup that I can't take the usual claims for even if her situation does change mm. because I can't go, Oh, look, it was me. I went in with the magic book, the magic theater and the oil and ta-da, look, they're healed. So I have some special gift. That's also taken off the table. This, this is in the box of going, God, you need to do something. And I'm so removed from the situation. I can't even go into it. So I can't even pick up the easiest thing. And that is to meet someone face to face here. You know, so mm. um, yeah, sure. yeah. Cool. Mm. I think what I like about that, because that—that's what I meant by stepping outside of the paradigm. I was kind of aware of the question has like a like a, a hidden hook in it in terms of well, if that person's not healed, what do you have to say about it? As if you have to answer for God in that. Mm. But at the same time, I'm aware there is a human to human element in there, which is what. It's one of the things I feel just adds to all the nervous tension in my book. It's not just, well, I'll never tell the person I'm praying for them. Then, you know, we never have to do the, the human <laughs> to human. It's just all on God. And if he doesn't do anything well, sorry I, for him. I actually thought of doing that. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I thought of not even posting something on Facebook about it. I can just do this privately <laughs> internally. Yes. <right? laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, it's, but it's really real then because then the, there's, there's both a, a rightful and an unrightful, it's the right words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, English is avoiding me. <laughs> there is a, what's the word I'm looking for? It is correct that you carry responsibility for this. Mm. And it is also incorrect that you carry responsibility for this. Yes, And it is distinguishing between what is God's responsibility in the divine to human and what is yours in the human to human interaction mm. that's so crucial. Mm. 
and I, part of what I really like about your response is that, that it upholds, I think, God's responsibility mm. around, yeah, well, okay, I have similar thinking. I want to go, like, I don't know, go into a closed room and be like, okay, God, <laughs> you and me are going to have a conversation now. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, the hell, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, exactly. Because I think that preserves see like that that doesn't allow that energy to dissipate that's what's so so hard i think about this is it's mm. it's so much easier to just go oh well johnny god didn't do this i'll give you an answer on god's on god's behalf yeah <laughs> this, yeah this, that, this, that this, i actually this. had prepared ahead so i'm just falling yeah, back yeah, on yeah, that yeah. <laughs> exactly in the same way of like you know you people in wheelchairs as you said mm. if you're ready to receive your healing you will like way mm. to go and build your <laughs> your back door into the, <laughs> into the escape route before you went into the, the dark room, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, that's stupid. Mm. But, well, it's actually very clever. But um, <clears throat> it's, I've lost my train of thought. So it's, it, it just doesn't allow that energy to, 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 to be redirected anywhere else. It, it mm. just stays awkward and mm. real and gritty and raw and, yeah, well, God didn't do anything, and you you believe God said no. Mm. Okay, like it's easy to just go. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I guess we're done here. Ciao. Let's <laughs> 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 let's wrap that up in an easy, nice, neat little bow, and just pretend none of this flipping dog show ever happened. Mm. As opposed to, yeah, well, like I'm not okay with that. Mm. And and I I think the. I think that's one of the things that would scare me the most in this is the human to human space. Because mm. I can tell I would be so, I would feel so much pressure towards wanting to, to just alleviate mm. that, that tension between myself and the other person mm. and go, absolutely, I agree with you. Like, Let's not leave ourselves with any loose ends here for our souls for the next 10 years to chew on. <laughs> yeah. That's it. God said no. Boom. Move on. Mm. Um, but but it, it just is a difficult, awkward space. And to pretend that it's anything but that mm. is to look away from what's really real, I think. Yeah. In the same way that, I mean, I, I, I tell young couples all the time, like, beginning of your relationship you should be fighting the most you should be facing all the issues <laughs> dealing yeah. with the questions that come up don't dodge conflict it just gets bigger and worse and worse and worse and that kind of stuff can can really wreak havoc later on mm. you've just got to face the stuff and fight and fight and fight and hope you fight better and more fairly and towards mm. each other over time you know you do it better and better but if you if you really face the conflicts earlier on then they do start to lessen or you mm. do start to fight in a better way over time but you, you have to push into that. You have to not just let things slide. You can't just let, there's a wonderful song that talks about the space between us fills up with the things that we don't say to each other. And that acts like a wedge. And I think it's the same thing in this kind of stuff and the same thing with God. Mm. It's that gap that's built by not facing things for what they really are. Yeah. But the temptation to do otherwise uh, is... Uh, it's monumental and I feel a little unfair at sort of placing that 
that accusation borders than just of myself because I know it's in me definitely but mm. I do sometimes wonder whether a lot of the show of the church and the placing of the Bible and tradition and all sorts of other things above the relational presence of God mm. is just a way to deal with this huge elephant in the room mm. that's uncontrollable because it's relational and you got you don't control both sides in a healthy relationship yeah um, and and isn't isn't somewhat fair actually mm. that's a large part of what the circus of church is mm. um yeah i don't know maybe that's a little unfair but maybe it's also a bit more accurate than, than yeah, you, know, you might want to admit yeah i i think i think i i think what we're doing there is we we, we we're moving from the systemic framework that makes 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 it possible for the to be certain kind of dynamics and claims that don't have to be substantiated. And it, it's non-relational and non-personal. It's crowd mm. stuff, right? It's stage stuff. Mm. Here it's different because there's a person there who can't change their situation. Mm. As, as the outsider, as the person I'm going, I care about it. So I feel like the first fundamental um, relational transaction between persons is there's me, there's her. In, the, in, in this, right? Like, obviously, mm. on her end, she's got a husband, she's got a family, she's got <coughs> friends, all that kind of stuff, like, you know, but that, that that's not where it starts for me. Where it starts for me is the recognition that someone isn't healed, and I want to see them healed. That's it. So, first mm. first relationship is, and putting the first thing on the table is, 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 is me to her, and then going, well, I'm, I'm journeying, journaling this and journeying somewhat in public with this. But I'm going to protect them from that. <laughs> the, the second mm. relational like set of relationships is intrapersonal because it's me with myself in this journey. Then, then the, the real primary relationship that I'm I'm pursuing is is me to God in this for God to move on her behalf. Mm. And so there's there's complexities in each of these, and then there's the choice to go well. I'm I want her to be some anonymous to a degree right especially to strangers and then i'm going mm. to you know i'm going to hear a lot of what people are going to say which i'm not passing on but that's going to evoke stuff in me and so there's people like like you who are in a similar place going we want to be vulnerable we want to be authentic we want to be present to ourselves each other god in this kind of stuff and there's a mm. journey here together so this is a very different dynamic to then on the outside, there's 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 a few different kinds of people. There's the there's the kind of people who are going to who who believe in this kind of stuff, but they're going to explain it away and explain the acceptance of the condition. There's people that are going to go, yeah, but people get healed and they don't always going to get get healed, and they've got their own set of theologies. Mm -hmm. And then there's there's other theologies that are out there from the skeptics and the atheists and the anti-atheists who don't believe in this kind of stuff as well. And so I realized that 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 in a sense those are also that the, there's a multiple multiple secondary relational transactions and interactions that are going to be there. Um, but I'm 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 really cognizant of these primary ones. There's the me to her, the me within me, the me with people like you, and me with God. <laughs> that's mm. that's the primary collection, and that's a lot of there's a lot of different dynamics there. Yeah. And and being cognizant of them, I realize I, I want to start lending language to the different dynamics, all the different experiences and processes as I feel going through this. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm.
I want to make a simple kind of sounds almost like a throwaway statement. And I realize that the reason I want to stop that before it even comes out is that it seems to ignore a bunch of things, but I, I don't know if it does. So I'll backtrack and try and say that and then go on to the things that I thought it might ignore and then I'm not sure if it does. So okay. <laughs> I think life is the richer for embracing this kind of complexity. Hmm. Now that just, for me, it sounds immediately superficially just like some kind of vomit worthy, you know, hmm. like greeting card kind of thing that people <laughs> send out. Because it doesn't acknowledge the fact that there's a huge amount of pain that comes with that complexity, I think. Yeah. Part of that, I think, is because of the, the potential for missed expectations, for miscommunications, for... Yeah. I th just, there's just inherent risk and pain in relationship mm. of connecting, then disconnecting, of missing connection initially of missing connection and then oh i got it and then losing it again this um there's because relationship is so a healthy relationship is uncontrollable mm. there's huge risk and, and then therefore potential pain involved in in doing healthy relationship with powerful free agents mm. um and and yet when it works unbelievably powerful unbelievably mm. rich and so I, th I think that's why the complexity is so wonderful but because of the other things that come with that I can see why the temptation to do simplified versions of that is so high mm. and why people including myself often opt for the simplified version mm. it's it's that age-old, also quite a vomit-worthy um, saying. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not a saying, but anyway, when people talk about, um, oh, you can't, uh, you can't uh, smell the beauty of a rose without, you know, holding it and being pricked by the thorns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what do they call the pithy sayings, kind of thing. Yeah, it also just makes you want to vomit because it's mm -hmm. it's it's so, I don't know, it's just so overused and and meaningless but at the same time it's it's true life is this complex um paradoxical constellation um of of all these weird and wonderful things that are both painful and lovely and um mm. beautiful and scarring <laughs> mm. um and it's celebration and grief, all sorts of things, sometimes rolled up into one, sometimes quickly following the other. And, and sometimes I think there's a bit of a pathology involved in the human species when we are, we're trying to continually save ourselves, although I understand kind of what underpins it, but to save ourselves from all the nasty, difficult stuff and just focus on the easy stuff. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that that allows us to live fully though because i think to live fully is to to look at this stuff direct on in the face and face it for what it is and face it with bravery and courage and hope and sorts of things yeah um but uh, yeah that's just built into the complexity that you can't get away from mm. the only way to get away from it is to try and simplify it and, and turn it into 
something which for me, I think, which is why I feel like I was lobbing accusations out there kind of built inherently into what I was saying without really wanting to point any fingers. But I do think if you oversimplify, then you, then, then you run the risk of missing what's really going on. Yeah. Um, as understandable as that may be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, I don't know, it's a challenging space. For me, for me, it's a very, like, I, I experience this also as just a tremendously emotional space. It's a, it's an impotent space in the sense mm. of, you know, you've got someone impotent in their own condition and, mm. and here I am impotent in the sense of I can't do anything about it, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to face that impotence and then to make that the substance of, of a deep conversation with with myself with people with you with god <laughs> mm. um you, you know i i i feel like it would be easier to pick up a text and use it but the text that i found is the one where um you know jesus disciples have been doing this kind of stuff there's a man with his child carries on having epileptic fits <laughs> He, he takes his child to, to Jesus' disciples. <laughs> they can't deal mm. with it. So he bypasses them, comes to Jesus, and and Jesus' response isn't isn't loving. It's like, like damn it. Mm. Ah, I have to deal with this myself now, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> like how much how long you know must I put up with you guys? Like, like he's like he's <laughs> losing his shit, you know. Like mm. like in my post, I still wrote that we can we can hide behind that in a Shakespearean sense, but the the, the colloquial English is Jesus is pissed at fuck, pissed as mm. fuck at his disciples, right? <laughs> mm, mm. And I don't think we can spiritualize that and 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 get away from that. We can't sanctify that language, we can't clean it up for him. I think the text is, is actually quite harsh and you know mm. it's kind of like gone as harsh as it can to be polite text really mm. which is probably an edited version of what actually was said and what the scenario was like right mm. and 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 i just pictured like what's what's it like for that father to be in that situation seeing jesus throw a little bit of a hissy fit mm. um and then somewhat ungraciously i i imagine heal his son um and yet still compassionately right <laughs> <laughs> mm. like what's how does that scenario play out you know and and how awkward must that be for these 12 heroes <laughs> with mm. the messiah right how awkward <laughs> is that all all over the show that's 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 the level of of christmas family dinners with families that are dysfunctional and being mm. the guest right it's mm. we're mm. talking about a text that's on that level as i as i read it and just going you know coming up to christmas season it's 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 appropriate maybe to consider something <laughs> like that <laughs> you know and and then go oh my goodness let's enter into that as a spirituality what if what if that's how he responds to me when i when i when he meets me you know um i mean he wouldn't be wrong <laughs> you know um yeah anyway it's just it's layered i don't know totally layered um, you're right i mean yeah sure it it made me kind of rethink that that passage as i was reading reading your post and just think through the emotions present there. Because even though, you know, as you as you kind of imagine the scene, it's quite, well, quite clear. It's clear to a certain degree of clear, like of what's going on there. 
but often I think the readings are just sanitized by our own idea of God, our own familiarity with things, uh, our own perhaps even general apathy with things. If I, if I put my finger on what I think you're specifically taking aim at here, just this kind of apathy around like, oh, well, <laughs> another day, another sick person, carry on. <laughs> you know, if you're not bothered by this kind of stuff, let's, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's exceedingly complex in terms of what's going on there. It's not just, just Jesus's reaction, etc. but it's also, we just kind of just gloss over it like, and then Jesus hit him in the face with a hammer. La, 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 la. Everything's fine. Okay. Yeah, as opposed to what? <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, that is, that's, that's really serious. That's really, really serious. Mm. But I love how you bring the, <laughs> bring, bring the dad in as like a, like an awkward visitor to a, to a Christmas dinner with family. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, can I go? I just wanted my kid healed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can sort your shit out later. Like, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm not here for the meltdown. I, I, I just heard you guys could do stuff, and apparently you can't. So <laughs> I'm going to go to the only one who can, or the one of the source, or whatever. Um, he's he's the ancient Karen. Take me to your manager. You know, take me to your Messiah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But, but one of the things that it it just makes it makes me think of that. I think I. It's, yeah, there's some sadness there for me as I think about it. Like mm -hmm. if I extend the story in a different way, it's kind of some of what I think you're saying mm -hmm. is there are many of this this dad around. I know that's yeah. bad English, but there are many of them around today potentially bringing their kids to people who talk as if they're ambassadors for Jesus, yeah. who can't or won't step into that space. But then the twist is that they're not letting that person go to Jesus. Yes. Sometimes they're blocking it. Yeah. They're saying, you can't see him. He's yeah. too busy. I've already given you the answer. The answer is no. Yeah. Or the answer is just persevere in your suffering. Or the answer is, if you really want to ask him, it will be awkward. He'll tell you straight, just like I'm telling you. It's for your own damn good. He gave it to you on purpose. <laughs> or, or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. He wants to and, really teach you a lesson. You know? yeah, yeah, After yeah. all this, it once takes the person that was born blind. And maybe maybe this is just your lot in life kind of thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, and, and it sucks, but you know, it's going to be good for you in the long run. And mm. I'm, I'm not sure if you're specifically talking about blockage but I, but I do think that there is blockage in the easy answers there is you know I, without taking away from the agency of so if I speak within the analogy figure the figurative dad without taking away that person's agency to go well screw you guys I'm still going to go and talk <laughs> to him okay yeah. so putting that aside for a second I think part of what I'm seeing there is, is that there is just blockages towards, mm. you don't get to talk to God, you get to talk to me. You don't yeah. get to talk to God, you get to talk to the Bible. You get mm. to talk to our tradition. You get to pay your tithe and wait and see. You get, you know, mm. like you were talking about the, the, back, the back clicks and stuff like that. Mm. You get to sit in the group and watch me uh, massage somebody's back and they'll go, oh, I feel so much better. Mm. And you'll be told, no, 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 no. Pick a number, you're in the queue, it's coming, mm. it's coming. Look, look at these other wonderful things that happened today. Mm. 
Stanley stubbed his toe today, and now you know he's walking with three percent less limp than <laughs> before he came here tonight. So it's coming, it's coming. There's just you know, it's like a really bad triage room <laughs> in a hospital. Like you don't need to be seen first. You don't have a serious condition. Uh, you're just as bad as the mm. guy with a, with an eyelash in their eye or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but but there is blockage towards that, as as if God, as if Jesus wouldn't say something different or wouldn't act, or mm. um, and maybe there's blockage both ways. Maybe the Maybe the people making the blockage don't want to hear Jesus, don't want to hear essentially what I hear you saying you might be hearing. Mm. What the mm. hell? It's time uh, do this. You know, and I'm, I'm not excluding myself from that so much as just not wanting to uh, jump on the bad wagon of your experience. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I, I think part of what I hear you recounting is a very personal experience. Like I think it would be easy to hear that as as a as a clarion call to the whole church, like it's time to wake up and everyone mm. do what I'm doing. Mm. And I think that's possible, but that's not what I hear primarily. I think in what you're saying, I feel like mm. you're recounting this as a a one on one, like God told me, yeah, this kind of thing yeah. from that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is, and I think there isn't. There's definitely an element of a proxy because I I feel like people that are, are, are called to follow Christ and make this their career are called like those 12. And what are we called to? We are called to this. This is not what we grow into. This is not what we practice. And, and I feel like, in a sense, if I don't own this as a critique for myself, to, then there's no legitimacy in that sense, really speaking to other people about it. Mm. Um. But then on the flip side, there is a sense of going, as I own it, there's a potential for people at least that I relate to, to own it for themselves, and for that to be the possibility. Because, mm. because if they're so well counted for ministry, and I'm so well discounted, <laughs> mm. and I don't mean that with any sense of false humility at all, like that's, that's the way it works, I think, in, 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 in most people's books, then by implication, if I grow into this, then then they should grow into this and be leaps and bounds ahead of me when they do. And I'm happy mm. for that. And I want that to be the case. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, and, and I think, you know, there's, there's, there's layers in this because I feel like, like you go back to that story 2,000 odd years ago. You've got a story about someone who was there at that time who did those things, right? At mm. least as reported. So you had the option to go, well, your disciples aren't doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the head honcho. But we don't have that because the head honcho is technically the church as we portray it, as our, mm. as our career, as our, as our faith portrays it, you know? Mm. And so when that person is not healed, we go, oh, we've got, we've got the already and the not yet to fall back on or the maybe, but probably not, <laughs> you mm. know, or the language of going, oh, but if you only had faith, <laughs> you mm. know, so someone's missing faith. Is it me? Is it you? Well, uh, we don't know. So let's put this in the mystery box, mm. but it's a mystery triage box in my mind. And then mm. we go and we get busy with other stuff. You know, it's not like this person comes back week after week to those services. Mm. And it's not like 
it's not like this is com- even considered an important part of the work of ministry, <laughs> right? Mm, <laughs> and, mm. and yet for Jesus, this is definitive. What is he discipling people into? And so for all our language of discipleship, I'm just horrified that so little of this includes this, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't mm. know. And, and there's, there's, there's bound to be any number of like theological counters to this, but I, I feel like it's whittling away from the direct, the directness of the mandates or the kingdom mandate that is there. Um, and we can go, there's the broad vision of the kingdom and it includes social justice and, you know, feeding the poor and, you know, education, giving things away to the poor, you know, all of that kind of stuff. We can expand it to that and then go, well, this work is so big, this stuff is to be discounted. But I, th- I, I don't think that's the way it works because the 12 started with this. So that's integral. And if they were to disciple people into what Jesus discipled them into, it's this. The optional extras are the feed the poor from this point of view. You know, and and it's not it's not really an optional extra, really. It's you know it evolves into that as well, but I think it evolves into that under a particular like spearhead, and we've taken the spearhead away and go well we've just we've now got poles to put up this bigger sheeting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think at the very least, like the theological arguments interest me less because it's a paradigmatic paradigmatic shift at some level. Yeah. away from I think the centrality of the issue on the table which is for me still and I think for you is the relational mm. presence of God yeah and and so any any theological arguments based on that I think I'm far more willing to entertain mm. otherwise it's 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 just smacks too much for me of yeah but what you're putting on the table is too hard or too difficult to get into so can we just redirect again? It's just redirect the conversation into, yeah, but you know, not everyone can be healers. Not everyone can be this. Not everyone. Mm. Okay, that's a fantastic argument that you're just placing based on your own study and thinking and whatever else it might be. And mm. without wanting to purely discount that, it's not the paradigm from which it, from within which I'm working. My first yeah. question would be, is that a useful, clever argument, or did God tell you? Mm. You know, from this paradigm that this is not the only thing mm. i would be far more interested to engage at that level mm. than just some fancy some fancy theoretical footwork mm. um I, th- I think that for me is part of the issue with some of the answers is it feels like it's evasive as opposed to confronting it mm. it it's it's a bit i don't know sometimes it gets up my nose it feels a little bit like listening to politicians you know you give them a straightforward <laughs> question and they give you a 30 minute answer. It says fuck all to do with the actual question. Mm, mm. And, and you think at the end of that, if you're paying attention, you go, why the hell are we paying you a salary? <laughs> what the <laughs> hell was that? Yeah. That's not the question. The question was, <laughs> why do the lights go off so often? Mm. And, and you just redirected us into a history lesson or whatever it might be <laughs> that has nothing to do with the actual question. And so that kind of stuff gets up my nose because it really does feel like a bit of smoke and mirrors and, and just redirection. Yeah. Um, and so I think you're right. Basically on the surface, what I'm trying to say is there can be all sorts of fancy arguments and response. Mm. And I would, I would give priority and credence to the arguments that came from the relational paradigm mm. around 
okay, well, like, let's interact with God and see, like, is this healing thing still an important thing? For example, if that's a specific, mm. you know, like, Tim, can, can you do healing? And can I, as Steve, get on with uh, feeding the poor? Mm. Like, would that be okay? But let's approach that from a relational paradigm as opposed to, I'll bring my book, you bring your book, and let's see what happens. <laughs> I think this isn't this isn't intended as as like a definitive conversation. This is not a conclusion. This is a in conclusion. That's an opening. <laughs> mm. So it's uh, um, it, 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 it's almost it's not even a non it's not even an introduction to something. This is a very real life process and life journey. And and I realize that that so much of this is is we like in this I'm, I'm entering the story of someone else's journey late at, at a point where they're in crisis <laughs> you know and other people have entered and left or entered and still in you know um but I, but i'm also entering with the with that sense of going there's something ambassadorial yeah in the sense of, re of of representation but a reality rather than a fiction when it comes to this um and at the same time other people will go but is it a reality as opposed to a fiction <laughs> you know and and it's it's vulnerable to open it's vulnerable to open up to that you know and to and to go yeah that's going to make space for some very real awkward conversations and and in between i'm going to have to be pushing into to meet with god mm -hmm.